Grace and peace, love and mercy from God our Father, through Jesus Christ, our risen Savior and Lord. Amen. Text for our meditation today, Gospel reading, Mark 7, 31 to 37. Especially these words, and taking him aside from the crowd privately, he put his fingers into his ears, and after spitting, touched his tongue, and looking up to heaven, he sighed and said to him, Ephatha, that is, be opened. And his ears were opened. His tongue was released. And he spoke plainly. Dear brothers and sisters in Christ, sticks and stones may break your bones, but names, words can never hurt you. Have you heard that? Have you heard that before? I don't know how old I was the first time I heard that, but it was pretty young. Very, very common. And there's a grain of truth to that. You know, words don't cut exactly the same way that a knife or a sword does. Words don't hurt exactly the same way that a stick or a stone, or a club would. But as we grow older, we realize that those words aren't 100% true. Words, names, do hurt. They cut. Words can be used for good, and words can be used for evil. Words can be used to build up. Words are very often used to tear down. Words can be words of truth. And words can be words of falsehood, lies misinformation we know all about words don't we we become very skeptical of words people speak and we want to listen we want to believe but we've been burned so many times before we don't know who to trust we don't know what to believe. And so, we become masters of a different kind of word. Our own words. Our words. My words are the most important words. They're the only words I can really trust. They're the only words I can really count on. My words trump all the other words. And to just show you how important my words are, I'm going to give them to you. Either verbally, or in an email, or on social media. And I am always going to get the last word. Pretty much how we live our lives, isn't it? We live in a world of words. 
And we know how powerful, how dangerous, how cutting words can be. Today, God's Word brings us to Mark chapter 7. We have a healing miracle of Jesus. Throughout the pages of the Old Testament, God's Word talks about a future time. A future time when one would come and restore all that is broken in this world. All that is broken with humanity. And one of the signs that the time was here, that the time was upon us, one of the signs was that the ears of the deaf would be opened. The eyes of the blind would see. The lips, the tongue of the mute would speak. My friends, every miracle that is recorded for us in Scripture teaches us that Jesus is the fulfillment of God's Word. Jesus is the promise answered, fulfilled. Every miracle teaches us that Jesus is who He claims to be, God in the flesh for us and for our salvation. And every miracle of Jesus points us forward. Points us forward to the mother of all miracles. When Jesus would conquer our greatest enemy. Not trouble hearing or seeing or speaking or bad weather. But he would conquer sin, death, and the grave. Once and for all. For us and for our salvation. So today in this miracle, with all these things going on, we see Jesus teaching us about words. 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 We have in our text, Jesus, he's traveling comes very near to home again. They brought to him a man who was deaf and had a speech impediment. And they begged him to lay his hand on him. We don't know anything about these friends, but they were truly friends. Their friend was in trouble. Couldn't hear couldn't speak. These friends knew something about Jesus. Exactly what we knew, we don't, they knew, we don't know. They knew Jesus could heal him. And so they brought their friend to Jesus. And they begged him. They begged him. Just like we sang in our intro, make haste, O God, to deliver me. O Lord, make haste to help me. Help me by helping our friend. Open his ears, loosen his tongue. Just 
Just put your hand on it and all will be well. Jesus had performed many miracles. Word had traveled. They knew this Jesus was no ordinary man. And so Jesus took the man aside privately, put his fingers into his ears. He spit, <coughs> touched the man's tongue. Kind of an odd action, don't you think? Well, if you are dealing with somebody who cannot hear, but who can see, how do you communicate? You use your hands, right? You don't need to know sign language to know that you can make signs and symbols and at least in a rudimentary way, communicate. That's what Jesus is doing. He takes his fingers and puts him in his ears. I'm going to make you hear. I'm going to give you your hearing. He spits and touches his tongue. You want to talk? I am going to give you the gift of speech. The man was not healed when Jesus touched his ears. The man was not healed when Jesus spit. The man was not healed when Jesus touched his tongue. Oh, certainly Jesus could have done that. But he's teaching us here about words. Jesus looks up into heaven and he sighs. He groans. Reminding us that the sin that plagues us in our world, all sin, all sin and all of sin's consequences, all of this world's brokenness, all of our individual brokenness, all sin is contrary to God's design for you, for me, for the world. He sighs, he groans, just like all of creation groans in expectation of God's grace and mercy upon it. And then Jesus speaks. He speaks a word. Kind of a, kind of a fun word to say. Ephatha. You have to practice it a little bit. Ephatha. It literally means be opened. He speaks the word. And immediately when he speaks the word, God's word, a powerful word, a creating word, a restoring word, a forgiving word, a life-giving word, a life-changing word. The word of God speaks a word from God. And what happens? He could hear a little bit? No. He could mutter a few words? No. Immediately, 
His ears were open and he could hear plainly. Immediately, his tongue was loosed and he could speak clearly. How long does it take a little one to learn how to speak? Some faster than others. Literally, years. Years of hearing words and forming words and being corrected by moms and dads and teachers. How long after someone suffers a stroke or other health issue before they can learn to talk again? Weeks, months, years, decades. This man who couldn't hear and couldn't speak was healed and restored completely and perfectly, immediately. The power of God's word, the same word that was spoken at the beginning and created everything out of nothing, let there be, spoke to this deaf mute. The powerful word does what it says and says what it does. Be open, and it was open. My friends, that's how powerful God's Word is. Do we really believe that? Do we really believe that there's power in the Word of God? If you think about how we so often act, think, live our lives, you'd have to say that we really don't believe that. We really don't believe that God's Word is powerful enough to fix what's wrong with me What's wrong with my relationship? What's wrong with the world? What do we do when we have problems or fears? Where do we go? Oh, we go to the Word, all right, but rarely do we go to the Word of God. We go to every word, any word. We'll live on social media or in the newspaper or in the self-help section of the library. We will hang on every word that, that gives a hope, that gives a promise. And only as an afterthought. Do we think about the Word of God? My friends, we who have the privilege of living at a time when the Word of God is available to us in our language, in any and every form and way, on the radio, on the internet, on a CD, in a podcast, 
We have the word available to us so often and so easily. And yet we so rarely spend time in the word. In less than a week, nearly the entire state of Nebraska will be glued to the TV for about three and a half hours. Oh, you know what I mean. Little thing called Husker football. We think nothing of spending that kind of time for our leisure or our pastime. In fact, you may have spent a whole summer dwelling on words leading up to the game next Saturday. And if it's not football, it's more than likely something else. How rare it would be for us to sit down as an individual, as a couple, as a family, as a group of friends, and spend time reading, learning, inwardly digesting the Word of God. Why is that? Because we don't really think it's that big a deal. Because we don't really think it's that important. Because we don't really believe that it is the power of God unto salvation. We don't believe it can fix what ails our world, what ails our family, what ails ourselves. We don't really believe it. God's Word for today teaches us the power of the Word. Our ears may audibly hear just fine. But there are many times when we are literally deaf to the Word of God. Our tongues may work just fine. But there are many times when we are mute with regard to the Word of God in its truth and purity. And so today, Jesus pulls us off to the side privately. Oh yes, we're here gathered in a group. But He speaks to each and every one of you privately. That's how great His love, His care, and His concern is for you. He takes his fingers and he puts them in your ears. I'm going to give you the gift, the gift of hearing me. He spits and touches your tongue and says, I'm going to open your mouth so that you can sing praises to me. And then he speaks a word, a powerful word, Ephatha, be open. 
He did this when He washed you in the waters of holy baptism, connecting you to Himself in the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. He did this earlier in the service when He said to you, My son, my daughter, I forgive you all your sins in the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. He says it every time you eat and drink His crucified and risen body and blood. This is my body. This is my blood given and shed for you for the forgiveness of sins. God's powerful Word is opening your ears to hear Him. Is opening your mouth to praise Him. My friends, Words are a part of life. When we can't speak or we can't hear, we are seriously handicapped. It's hard to function in this world. God knows our difficulties our maladies, our sin, our guilt, our shame. And His powerful word for you today is that my word is power. My word is life. Are you full of guilt and shame from some past sin that haunts you day and night, God's word of forgiveness drives away that guilt and shame by His bloody death and glorious resurrection. Are you afraid? Are you afraid for yourself? Your health? The health of a loved one? For the economy, for our southern border, for our troops and fellow citizens in a faraway land like Afghanistan, are you afraid? Are you filled with fear? God's Word, God's Word drives away all fear and replaces it with a peace and a confidence. And even a joy. And that comes from knowing that no matter what happens in this world, my sins are forgiven. My name is written in the book of life. My future for all eternity is set and guaranteed. My friends, Jesus told the people after this miraculous healing, don't tell anybody. Don't tell anybody. This is kind of known as the Markan secret. Because throughout the Gospel of Mark, he's always telling people, don't tell anybody. And what do the people do? They run out and tell everybody. Why did Jesus tell people not to run around and tell everybody about the miracle? Because Jesus did not come 
primarily to open ears and open mouths. What good would it do for this man in our text who was healed if that's the end of the story? Oh sure, he could hear and talk for a little while and then he would die and end up in hell. No. The Word of God took on flesh and blood to save us from our sin and an eternity of separation from God. Jesus has come to bring pleasure eternal, which means forgiveness, life, and salvation. At the end of the Gospel of Mark, Jesus says, go and tell what happens in the meantime, his perfect life, his obedient death, his glorious resurrection, his completed work for you, for me, and for the life of the world. My friends, you've heard it. You've been bathed in it. You eat and drink it. Hear it. Believe it. Trust it. Cling to it. If you want, invite your friends to come and hear it. That's a true friend. But most of all, believe that this word, this word of God is powerful to do what it says. My friends, the word of God is life. The word of God is life changing. Thanks be to God. Amen. Now may the peace that far surpasses all understanding keep our hearts, our minds, our ears, our mouths in Christ Jesus our Lord. Amen. Having heard the word of God, we are bold to confess the power of that word, we stand and sing the offertory created me. <laughs>